Hi, I'm Mitch Kasper, and welcome to WinnipegHockeyTalk.com podcast number 90. Today I'm going to be joined by my regular co-host, Daryl Manchelenko. Well, Manny, uh, if you want to turn back the clock to a week ago, uh, looking forward uh, to the Jets' schedule this past week, uh, I would say mission accomplished, wouldn't you? Oh, absolutely. It was kind of a, an interesting week uh, for sure. The last three games were all shutouts, and unfortunately for the Jets, they were a part of two of them uh, on the right side of that uh, that ledger. But uh, they've they've been back to playing some better hockey. And although uh, you know the Anaheim uh, LA games weren't exactly beauties on our part, but uh, we did we did what we needed to do and. Uh, off, you know, finishing off tonight's uh, five nothing win over Nashville was just uh, a nice cherry on top of it as they clinched a playoff spot uh, for the second year in a row. Yep, the record right now it sits at uh, forty five wins, twenty six losses, and four uh, uh, bonus points. I guess you want to call them that. And the best part of it was we won the four pointer, so we go up on Nashville by four points with the, still with the game in hand and a tough schedule ahead. We'll get into that a little later. But, uh, yeah, I mean, here's the thing that, that uh, I think there's so many Jet fans and just even the guys on the radio, they look at the schedule and they look at L.A. and Anaheim and they, they already have those points in the bank. And I'm going to tell you something. There's no such thing as a guaranteed win in the NHL. I don't care how bad the teams are. Ask some of the teams that have been playing against Ottawa lately. You know, these guys are all professionals and they're all professional hockey players and they have pride. And when teams are playing at home, and if they're, you know, and if they're playing to the best of their ability, it's never an easy out. So I, I don't uh, look at those Jets wins in LA and Anaheim as chintzy. They were hard earned and they were tough wins. And some may say we were lucky to get out of those games with uh, the victories. I wouldn't go that far, but the games were tight. They could have gone either way at some point, especially the LA game in the third. It was a little too close for comfort, but you know, mission accomplished, man. We got you know three. I don't want, and I'm not big on the the schedule and the uh, and the excuses. But the fact of the matter is, three games in three nights is three games in three nights. So for for me, you know, they got home, licked their wounds. Uh, got jacked up for the you know for the four pointer against the big rival now and you know well done Jets uh, I, I I'm thrilled with three out of four wins this week. Oh absolutely and you know <laughs> I guess at the end of the day the this you know just to touch on on you know I don't want to call it parody but on any given night you you can get beat and uh, so there really is no easy games and. And this year, probably more so than any other year, you know, over the last let's say five years, the the amount of games where teams that should be winning don't, and 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 the, some of the scores uh, that that we've cited, a lot of you know, call it eight two seven one kind of games, and you know these big big numbers. It's really been a weird season in that regard. So. The game's obviously changing to be a much more offensive game, and when offense is the premium strategy, you you are going to see upsets. You're going to see games go not necessarily the way you'd like to see them or that they should have gone. So, you know, the Jets did a did a great job after losing five nothing in in Vegas the other night, and and uh, you know they look like they got their legs back. They were they were glad to be home, uh, an extra day off, and. Uh, came up with with a vengeance tonight to to go and you know not only clinch a playoff spot but with that win might have uh, 
you know, clinched uh, the division, uh, the division win as well. So, you know, good on them. We'll take it. Three out of four is never a bad thing, correct? Yep. <laughs> Listening to the bickering on Twitter kind of made me laugh and rem- reminded me of an episode of Seinfeld <laughs> when, uh, like, Jets fans are now. It's the you know, it's, you know people like to, to bitch when we lose, but now the the biggest thing is. It's it's how we win. We don't win by enough. We win ugly. We win this, and reminds me of that episode where George Costanza was with Bernie Williams, and they were beaking about something. And Bernie Williams says, "Man, <laughs> man, we won the World Series." And George goes, "Yeah, six games." <laughs> you know how, <laughs> how times have changed in Jetsville, right? Uh, got nothing more to bitch about, but now we got to bitch about the quality of the win. But it's true. I mean, I get it. It's see, my expectations are different. I just watched this league for so long, and there's no such thing as a gimme, and especially on the road. And uh, if you don't, like you said earlier, if you don't show up with your with your A game or even your B plus game, you could be ripe for the picking because teams don't want to be embarrassed on their home ice. I can see teams, you know, uh, out of the race coming in to our building on a you know in a road game maybe getting a little discouraged, you know, after a couple goals, but uh, not at home. You're, you're playing for pride, and you're playing for jobs for next year, too. So um, I just want well, to the touch. The Jets have got an outside chance at 50 wins again. Yeah, yeah, they'd have. They'd I mean, have. It's, it's, to think they're going to win their last seven is, uh, you know, like it's that's not going to not gonna happen given given uh, the schedule they got. But, you know, sure, they didn't have 50 they're not going to hit 52 wins, but if you're at 49 or 50 wins at the end of the season, that's pretty darn good. Well, you know, it's awesome. Well, you know, you know, it's funny, Daryl. I've already got this penciled in as a, it's a, I guess it's a little bit of a teaser for one of my random thoughts on Monday, but uh, um, I was looking at the Western conference and, you know, if you look at uh, overall, if you look at the the points that have been allocated uh, to the top teams, it looks like, uh, the top teams aren't as strong as we'll say what's in the East maybe. And there's a good reason for that is because there's no free spots on the bingo card anymore. There's a lot more, I'm not going to call it parody, but there's no weak sisters. I mean, last year teams were getting a lot of points out of, uh, you know, basically off of the Canucks and the Coyotes, you know, those, these teams like Vancouver, even the Oilers, uh, all those teams towards the bottom, the teams that are out of the playoff hunt, have respectable records and there's no uh, real weak sisters so yeah the, the the points have been spread around a little more than last year so you know kudos to the western conference for keeping everybody honest in a sense uh, you know like we're not going to get 102 points or 110 points or whatever but then no is any everybody else isn't either it's just uh, you know like it's not that nashville's playing worse or jets are playing worse or sharks or vegas just that uh, there's not as many freebies out there isn't there no, there isn't. There's, you know, when you look at the standings, the the teams that have been able to go on longer winning streaks this year have predominantly been out in on the Eastern Conference. Maybe that's, uh, you know, the lower third of uh, of the conference is perhaps a little bit weaker. Uh, I'm not, sh- you know, like it, there's there's clearly a reason why, uh, and and I think it's parity uh, across the Western Conference why the points are a little bit lower you know on average but at the end of the day um you know the jets are in a position where now they're up to six tied for fifth in in the in the league um you know they're they're plus minus and goals for against are a respectable plus 36 
which is going to put them in the again in the top five or so uh, in in the league. There's nothing wrong with the results that the Jets have achieved. Now I know there's some you know some opportunity for improvement. There's no question about it. Our five on five, our defensive play, and I know we want to touch on a little bit about that later. But I think there's a lot of parity in the West, and and it's it's not easy getting points and. Uh, um, the way schedules, you know, it's it's kind of funny. I was having a conversation with a friend uh, yesterday about how games and schedules are put together. And, you know, the NHL is very, very much into the entertainment side in terms of how they build schedules and how they put, put things together. And of all leagues that I didn't think would go that way, well, the NHL is definitely in that... Uh, that realm and uh, you know fabricated uh, back-to-backs uh, uh, you know creating difficult situations and you know it's it's almost like a soap opera in terms of schedule making uh, nowadays so th- there's all kinds of parody uh, in the west and you have to be sharp and and as the jets you know you got to look at it from this perspective as well the teams are coming after the jets now yeah um, well, the Jets are paying for uh, the compressed schedule once again here because of the Global Series in Finland. If it's not one thing, it's another, but uh, maybe next year we'll have a clean year with just a normal, <laughs> no breaks. and just. Uh, I like to see them get, away, get rid of the All-Star break too, but that's another story. Uh, any thoughts on the play of Andrew Kopp? Absolutely. You know, he's been an interesting player here. He's bounced around between the third and fourth line, but he's been really... You know, aside from Perot as, you know, the Swiss Army knife, Cop has played a very similar role. And over the last couple of weeks, we are getting solid contribution uh, from the forward line. And no thanks to Andrew Cop. He's, you know, he got a bit of a lucky one. But that's, you know, sometimes you deserve those lucky ones because of the hard work that you put in. And, and I thought he, he's been an excellent contributor over um, over the last few weeks. It's been very noticeable what he's been doing. And, you know, guys like him don't get enough recognition. And I think, uh, you know, my hat's off to him for uh, for his play here. Uh, he's such an intelligent player and uh, look forward to seeing more from him uh, come playoff time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I kind of chuckled today again. Uh, uh, Patrick Line, uh Playing tubular bells, there ringing them off the goalposts. Uh, boy, he's 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 snake. But <laughs> I just hope that this is, uh, you know, how they say these things always even out, and come playoff time, he just lights the lamp. But uh, uh, the thing is, that's different about uh, when he was in having his troubles or a little while back is uh, he's playing pretty darn well, and he's he's dishing the puck, and he's he really is showing the rest of the league. And I mean, I think his teammates knew it that he can move the puck and. Uh, He's got pretty sweet hands, and, uh, you know, the goal, uh, the assist on Kyle Connor's hat-trick goal was, I mean, he was right in the prime snipe area, and he made a beauty pass to basically, even at the bad angle, gave Kyle Connor an empty net goal for his hat-trick. Don't think, uh, I don't think things like that get unnoticed in the dressing room, do they? No, I don't think so, and and if we were, uh, if this was January or February, when uh, Patrick Lani's, uh, you know, goalless uh, streak was, was being and his overall play was being questioned, he might have shot in that situation, right? Trying to get it off the schneid. But his awareness here is uh, over the last, uh, since he got promoted up to Shai Flippi's line, I guess about 10 or 15 games ago. And 
And now, you know, I think he's a different hockey player compared to what he was at the beginning of the year, if not even uh, a month and a half ago, six weeks ago. So, you know, I think he, his play has been, been outstanding. And, uh, you know, and I guess that's the game that uh, is going to create the opportunities, create the chances that, that to score that he wasn't getting before because of, you know, it's the old adage that you got to create your create your chances, and uh, he's certainly doing that now. And I, I've really enjoyed watching him play here over the last little while. And if if he can continue that, without a doubt, the the goals will start to come. There's no question about that. Yeah, I wholeheartedly agree with that. It's kind of funny that uh, it seems like whenever I rag on a guy on my my random thoughts or even so something on Twitter. But all of a sudden, they like to prove me wrong, and I have no problem with that. I would take it every time. But Kyle Connor, I think this was the ninth time in his brief two-year uh, career. Well, he's been it's his third year, but basically his, his second full year. It's the ninth time he's hit the two-goal mark in a game, and thanks to that beauty pass by Liney, he converted with the hat trick. And uh, congratulations to him. And I have to laugh that. Do you remember the first few years we were waiting for that first Winnipeg Jets two-point? player to get the hat trick and it was I think it was Brian Little against Colorado and with the arrival of Con- Connor Shifley Liney uh, the hat tricks are uh, very abundant aren't they <laughs> I remember that goal because Little looked like he didn't even know it went in the net and he was you know he he didn't know what to do with himself almost <laughs> yeah because I think I think Zdor- I think Zdorov hit him just as he shot and uh, yeah, I, th- I think I don't think he knew it was in the net until he heard the crowd so yeah, that was right. that was kind of cool. So good for well, good, good for Connor. Good for Kyle Connor. Absolutely. In a four nothing game with in the, a fifth goal, usually there's not much celebration, but he he deserved that because, like you say, he's he's uh, had so many you know close chances at getting that third goal over those uh, you know previous games and. And I don't mind a little, you know, excitement coming off the bench. You know, they're happy for the guy and all the rest of us. Uh, rest of it. And, you know, so super excited to see that happen. And, uh, you know, uh, again, another player that, uh, yeah, you ripped on pretty good last weekend. And here he's come back and he's, he's uh, you know, played a little bit better. And, and uh, you know, three goals is three goals. So he, he had to jump that whole line with, you know, he had four points and uh, Hayes had four points. Uh, Line ironically, only had the one assist on that last goal, which, uh, you know, given how well that line played tonight, it's a little surprising, but good on him. Yeah, for sure. Uh, the nice thing about it was, too, is it's nice to see Kevin Hayes start to make some plays and show a little confidence, and uh, uh, it's going to be, if you have him going, firing on all, all cylinders, you know, it bodes well for the playoffs. Uh, timing for these guys uh, to start, some of these guys individually to start playing well, the timing couldn't be better, which uh, leads me into uh, Connor Hellebuck. I think all of Jets Nation, and I've said this all along, and I've written it about 10 times this year, I don't care how many 50 and 40 and 30 goal scorers we have and injuries and this and that. This team goes as far as Connor Hellebuck takes them, and he hasn't been bad this year. He's been a little shaky and inconsistent for brief you know, instances, but finally picks up his first shutout last week backs it up in his next start with another shutout. I mean, he did he did have to mop up in the Vegas game and got lit up for a couple, but no biggie there. Um, two shutouts this week for Connor Hellebuck. The timing could not be better. 
You know what, and and I think this year is a byproduct of the Jets' inability to play defense, and and you know the defensive team defensive game has has not been what it was last year, where I think Connor had five or six shutouts. So it's a different team in, in all aspects compared to last year. And ironically, in both of those games, I wouldn't say he was like flashy and 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 just stealing a win and. And he just was steady and made the saves he needed to make. And, and that, you know, tonight would be no different. He, he's been very, very good here over the last while. And, and you're, you're right. You know, I think the team, seeing him coming, coming into form here at the right time, is going to play that much harder for him as well. And, and I think that's the way they, you know, typically go, is when they see their goalie, whether it's Brossois or Hellebuck, playing so well they they want to play better you know although some of their uh, defensive gaps uh, need to improve and this backing in on the goal he needs Hellebuck's been good. Hellebuck was real good today it was one of those games for Helly that uh, he looked quiet in the net and you know you know what I'm saying like you'll watch a game and he looks jittery he's kind of fumbling the puck in the crease and you're always kind of you're kind of always quivering when the puck's around the net. I never got that impression from him tonight. To me, he looked like he was really zoned in and comfortable, and uh, that's what I liked about his game tonight. And the other thing I liked about the game tonight, too, was uh, the Jets didn't really take the, their foot off the, the pedal, but I just thought they were pretty responsible, and they did a really good job of shutting it down because, you know, even at 3 nothing. Uh, the next, you know, the, the game's not in, it's still in doubt. It's not, it's not in the bank yet. And let's say, you know, Nashville gets a power play and they score on and it's 3-1. Now they're pressing and you're back on your heels. They got that fourth goal. I mean, yeah, Pecorin, they played really good today. He let a couple softies in. But if it wasn't for him, it could have been a rout. But I just like the way they finished the game. And they didn't go all balls out, balls to the wall offense trying to run the score up. They were pretty responsible in the neutral. I always judge the Jets by they're playing the neutral zone. And for the most part, I like the gaps. And uh, like you said, there's a couple of times our D backed in. Uh, that happens when you get caught flat-footed, I, I guess. But uh, overall, like, <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's, a, it's a home win. It's a shutout, a shutout against a, a, a big division rival. But there was so much about this game I liked. And this reminded me a lot of the Jets last year. Oh, for sure. You uh, the Jets just were relentless last year, uh, especially down the stretch. Uh, you know, they just simply wouldn't wouldn't let uh, you have an inch of uh, inch of ice, and and there were signs of that on this road trip, and and of course, again here tonight that you know they're they're getting close to that style of game on a you know far more consistent basis, and I guess you know it's kind of hard to say when do you turn the switch on, when don't you? You don't want on a peak too soon or, or, you know, not peak at all uh, because you just can't get it going. But there's there's a lot of signs, you know, that are, are pointing in the right direction with respect to their game. And they've only given up, what, uh, uh, seven goals over the last four games. So under two goals a game, pretty, pretty, pretty sound play. Yeah, it is. You know, we like to complain about things, and especially guys on Twitter, and everybody has their thoughts on Paul Maurice's decisions. Uh, he's a stubborn guy, and he is what he is. My complaint, I have the one complaint I have about Paul Maurice. It was in the Vegas game. You know, you're playing your three games in four nights, and you go into Vegas, and you're playing against a team that uh, is very fast and 
you know, he had, we've had a hard time with him over the last two years. Just no bones about it. They're a, they're a dangerous, fast skating team, and I've often wondered why coaches, or if or if they've talked about it, like how they game plan. Because if I'm coaching a team playing its third game in four nights, and I'm going into a building that uh, and a team that gives us trouble, I don't know that I want to run and gun with them and go try to trade chances. I'm thinking, let's muck this game up and get it ugly. Let's uh, let's play a bit of a neutral zone trap. Send one man in. Let's keep the game close for as long as we can and frustrate them. They're the home team. Let them put on the show. I think sometimes we play too loosey-goosey on the road. And uh, there's nothing wrong with getting ugly and uh, trying to shut it down and play an ugly game. What do you think? Absolutely. We seem to lack a little situational awareness at times. And whether that's uh, the score of the game where you know we've seen it at times... Uh, where we've made some mistakes and cost us goals late in game uh, and lost and lost us points. And I think the coaching side too is, has been a little situationally, uh, you know, uh, unaware in terms of what the game plan is for, uh, you know, the third game and four nights or, or the, the style of game uh, that, that needs to be played uh, given the team's, you know, general health mentally or physically, if they're, you know, if they're tired, but, so, you know, I guess that comes back to Maury, where Maurice needs to be better. There's no two ways about that. Uh, he's got to be more aware of, uh, you know, a simple game is not a bad... Yeah, I totally agree, Daryl. Yeah, and, and it's going to be even more important here, because now, you know, the Jets have clinched a, a playoff spot. They're four points up with a game in hand. But now they've got Dallas, the Islanders, and uh, Montreal this week. And... You know, when you compare Nashville's schedule to our schedule, you know it's going to be interesting to see how they're going to play these games to now batten down the hatch, finish first, and get that all important home field uh, advantage. Uh, you know for for uh, the first round of the playoffs. So, you know I'm hoping that you know the team is going to continue to work on 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 being a defensively Right, and the thing is, too, these teams that are coming in, are, they still have something to play for. They have a lot, uh, you know, the Islanders and Montreal, Dallas, they're, they're fighting for playoff spots, and the Islanders are fighting for seeding. So, yeah, like you say, uh, this time of the year, no easy games, is there? I, I would love to see uh you know, continue to grow our, our defensive game to make sure that, uh, you know, we're ready. I totally agree, Daryl. But I think it's time to wrap it up for this week. So I want to uh, thank you for joining me once again, taking time out of your busy schedule. And to all of our listeners, you know where you can find us. iTunes, you can subscribe there. Check us out on Anchor FM. And, of course, you can get us at winnipeghockeytalk.com anytime. Just look under the podcast tab, and there we are. If you ever have any questions for me or Daryl, uh, you know, fire them off on Twitter or send us an email. But uh, once again, uh, big week this week coming up, and uh, go Jets, go!